0: Takes, hello and welcome back to another episode of below the dot podcast where we recap and discuss a new episode of degrassi of the next generation every throwback thursday from the degrassi black hole i am your co-host terry mcgregor
1: and i'm your other host chris sharp
0: And today we are recapping season five, episode 14, titled Eye Against Eye. But before we get into that, we'll get into some trivia for Terry.
1: I have five trivia questions today.
0: Okay, I'm hopeful.
1: Uh, You're going to get this first one. What scripture does Linus quote about light shining?
0: Oh, girl, that's embarrassing. I have no clue. It's not Matthew. John 3:16. Oh, it's
1: Matthew. Girl. Girl, Matthew 5:16. Oh, I got the 16. <laughs> I and you know, I had to go look up John 3:16. I said, "Why did she just have that to just throw it out there like that?" I mean, I girl. guess. Cuz that shit is, is
0: on the bottom of Forever 21 shopping bags. Did you know that?
1: Is Forever 21 a religious store?
0: I have no clue. I could also be making this up, but I'm pretty sure that it's up on the bottom. Or it used to be. Forever 21.
1: Yes. John okay. 316 is on the bottom of a forever. <laughs> I. Okay. Okay. So the two co-founders are born-again Christians who immigrated to Los Angeles from South Korea in 1981 with no money, no college degrees, and limited English. But they had Christ. Wow. And so now everyone who bought from Forever 21 has John 316 on their back. Who knew? Girl, that is funny. They
0: got Christ, and now they got fast fashion. So... Mm.
1: <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. Anyway... How much money did the dunk tank earn?
0: $600? $608. $860?
1: <laughs> same numbers, but 860 zero instead.
0: I think I'm dyslexic. I've discovered just now.
1: Mm-hmm. Where is Craig located? This is
0: so embarrassing. Um, Bitch. he's in Los Angeles or the UK. <laughs> Vancouver. <laughs> Yo, I'm not I'm not even kidding you guys. I freaking watched this episode again today. Like this are is you, the think, sad thing. Are you here? <laughs> no. I want to You said Vancouver, right? I'm yeah. pissed because I had to do something for work today that involved Vancouver and why wouldn't I notice that? That's so annoying.
1: All right, girl. I got two more. Wow. What movie does Spinner see with Marco?
0: Clown Academy 2.
1: Oh, thank God. (laughs) And the last one, what is Spike's birthstone? A sapphire. Yes, you got two out of five. You go, girl. Oh, my God. I am so embarrassing. 40%? Congratulations.
0: I'm glad I really picked it up at the end, though. Thank you all so much for believing in me. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs)
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: oh that is funny
1: you got any tidbits this week
0: i i don't because the only thing i want to talk about is a video and i don't really know if that makes sense but i will probably post it on our instagram because you also i feel like you also said you mentioned it in a recap or something the one of darcy and
1: manny oh i did i mentioned it God. So in a couple episodes, Darcy and Manny go at it. Oh, that's so funny. And I was like, and it's funny because they just posted this. So in that episode, it's I think maybe the season finale, honestly.
0: Yeah, that's funny because when I saw their TikTok, I was wondering, like, I was like, I actually don't remember their relationship outside of because they don't really talk like that now. Like Darcy had beef with, did she have beef with Manny first or Paige first?
1: So, do we want some spoilers? Spoiler alert. Alright, so, I am back at work, which means I have plenty of time to watch Degrassi (laughs) and catch colds. You may have noticed by the sound of my voice. My co-worker was like, girl, you sound bad today. I said, damn, don't do me like that. Anyway. um, So, in the season finale, she actually kind of ends up having beef with both at the same time That's because funny. all of a sudden she gets really jealous over Spinner's past relationships and ah. she gets she's really jealous with Manny and Manny is just being Manny I don't think she wants Spinner but mm-hmm. Darcy is just very insecure and she gets jealous so she has beef with Manny and then her and Manny get into it but then in her and Manny getting into it and her having beef with Spinner I think Spinner, I don't know if he and I haven't gotten to the party yet. So something happens between him and Paige. And I think next season, Darcy shows up to a party at Paige's and she's like, hello, Paige, I know you fucked my man. She says something silly like that. (laughs) And Paige is like, bitch, I'm not even in high school. I do not care. And she just kind of walks away and Darcy looks really dumb. But yeah, so she has beef with Manny. They get into wow. it. But then Manny ends up really supporting Darcy. I think it was in season seven. When Darcy goes through something. So Manny is like the only one in Darcy's corner. Even though Darcy throws a really, a whole bunch of like jabs at Manny. She's like, Manny, I'm not like you. I have morals. <laughs> um, Because Darcy just really goes a very judgy Christian route versus I feel like when she met Spinner, she was very warm. She was... yeah a lot of the definition of kind of like what y'all christians are supposed to be and then she turns into what y'all christians act like See,
0: because i feel like right now too like even we'll get into today's episode about it like right now she kind of still has some sense like she wasn't trying to be very judgmental with the whole marco situation right that's funny. I just knew, I just knew that they would have probably had beef, though, because it was all Spirit Squad people. So that's why I was curious, because I couldn't remember their relationship prior.
1: Yes. I mean, and even honestly, in the finale, I say, I'm like, Manny is genuinely over here. She's catching herself. She's trying to gas Darcy up. She's assuring, really trying to let Darcy know, I don't want your man. But Darcy's insecurities over whatever's going between her and on between her and Spinner are just... Really making that bitch act wild. That is hilarious. And then, of of course, in the pictures that we saw, um, they were were friends then. So that might have been the period before season seven. I don't remember. She was definitely... It's weird because I guess that must have been before because, and we'll get there when we get there. Again, continued spoilers. Um she was with spinner when she took those pictures Mm. and Peter took the pictures and she's uploading them and she's like, they're just pictures. And spinners like, that's not all guys are doing this. Also, I wonder if this is when we get introduced to Claire, because that's the one where you guys all make fun of her being like, hello, nine one one. And she's on the phone on the balcony. Because (laughs) I think one of Darcy's stalkers shows up because of the sexy pictures she took.
0: Oh, that's crazy. And then that doesn't even end up being her sister later down the line. Or, like, Claire has no siblings.
1: Why do Claire's parents get married or something? And it's like, Darcy where? Darcy went off to Africa and she never came back. I think she actually went to Kenya. I think they actually were nice enough to not just say she went off to generic Africa. Oh. Um, And I know, you know, because Sinead Grimes moved on. She went on to 90210 and Mm -hmm. then she said, I'm not coming back to Degrassi ever, I guess. Um but yeah, Claire had no sibling. That is funny. I really liked with Maya. Um, even though her sister Katie like moved on, she graduated, she still came back a couple of times for a lot of significant things that happened with Maya. So I liked how they did that. But but Emma and Baby Jack and Maya <laughs> They did Claire, not care about the siblings. Right. Claire and old girl Darcy, who?
0: And then Manny's sister coming back is just a completely different character. Mm. It wasn't well, her that sister in the show, right. but she came right. back a completely different character like we wouldn't but, know.
1: <laughs> like, Alex who? <laughs> well, I guess her name was, was her name Alex? No, Alex is her real name. Her name was Tori in the show, and she was Angie. Yes.
0: I don't, I have no memory of her as an adult, so that'll be interesting if we do
1: those and get it's there. It's crazy how much they look alike. Yes. I got this fucking hang now. Y'all don't care. Let's get it started. So first of all, now that our spoilers are done, <laughs> there is a trigger warning because there is some homophobia that comes about in this show. So be aware so you can take care and let's get started with the show. We're going to start with our plot B. Um, Danny is guessing Manny's weight when he guesses that she weighs 140 pounds. Manny absolutely does not weigh 140 pounds, and she implies that Danny is an idiot. Danny's <laughs> like, it's it's guess your weight. I guessed a weight. <laughs> Emma shows up with some food and her for her mom to cheer up her mom and swats Manny's hand away, who's going for the food. And on this day, it was supposed to be Snake and Spike's third wedding anniversaries. I get Ma- Emma wants to cheer up her mom, But she is way too involved in grown folks' business and, like, for my taste. Girl, you would have thought
0: she was another person in this relationship. Or, like, one of Spike's friends and not her daughter.
1: Right. And I'm just like, is this because, like, young mom? Yeah.
0: That would make sense, honestly. And I feel... And because why do they never correct her? Like, I guess maybe the mom's not going to say anything because she stumbled upon the, like, snake cheating. So she probably will just be like, whatever. But... And the fact that they have an infant, I guess they're just really ready to treat Emma like she's a whole ass adult. So they just let her get away with this stuff.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of just what I saw. I was like, I guess when you are half your mom's age, no shade, it's like y'all are friends. I feel like that's how my friend was and her mom had her when she was like 20. I feel like they were ridiculously close.
0: Yeah, there are some people like that. It could be age gap. Or if you're like a, a single and only child, like my aunt. I can think yeah. of it. my younger cousin are mad close and that's their only child, so.
1: Which, again, I'm not knocking it. It's just, I don't like Emma being involved in grown folks' business. That's the part that I don't like. She mm-hmm. needs to be worried about teenage business instead of a grown folks' business. Anyway, Spike is cleaning when the doorbell... I said doorbell arrives when it rings. <laughs> Surprise, it's Caitlin. Caitlin Ryan. Finally back. Um, Caitlin tries to organize more efforts to cheer up Spike. Manny advocates a second time. Let's get a male stripper. She is (laughs) unsuccessful. I'm trying to figure out why Caitlyn wants to do face painting on a grown ass woman in order to cheer her up. So Manny's like, What is this? (laughs) Manny's like, A stripper, a stripper, a stripper. Caitlyn's like, You know what? Let's fucking go for it. Let's get a stripper. And the party is jumping, and the stripper arrives, and Spike is having a good time until the stripper reminds her of Snake. Which absolutely sours the moods. And I'm trying to figure out if Spike is wearing a wig. That had nothing to do with anything. So I got a question. Did you think that she was wearing a wig in that scene? I don't
0: think I recognize that. That's funny. Well, her, her hair was short last time, I feel like. So maybe it is a wig. It's not know. laying right in the front. You weren't
1: convinced?
0: It's No, and it wasn't a good one. <laughs>
1: And now in this moment, I'm realizing that, yes, I think Snake did barge in uninvited to give Spike the anniversary gift once Caitlyn had been there. I think they were having a good time. And then he barged in and he's like, here's the sapphire. And it was just like, I can't believe you showed up uninvited and unannounced. Uh, I think those are the same thing. And then you just Mm -mm. barge in. And that's that's why Spike got emotional. So that's why Caitlyn was like, let's get that stripper. Let's get. Sorry, my mother listens to this. She don't need to hear this. Anyway. I
0: can't. Caitlyn's also a real one, though, because she would not call homeboy by his nickname. And that's how you know your friends are, like, over Girl. the person you were dating.
1: Because she called him Archie. Peep that. <laughs> I peeped that. She said Archie.
0: <laughs> real one. Okay.
1: Anyway, the next day after the whole s- stripper debacle, Spike cries to Caitlyn that she still loves a Snake. And I guess that's the end of that plot line.
0: Girl, they gave us nothing. But I'm also like... you. I don't know that I can blame homegirl because they're, what, three years married, but, like, 87 years together because they've been together since high school. Right. So. But,
1: and we'll get into it. Um, He really didn't do much to apologize. Yeah. Besides say a couple words and, you know, and barge in uninvited. Like, sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, will the consequences. Too.
0: And he let, um and even though he knew Emma knew he didn't like t- try to tell the mom first I'm sure that probably came up at some point too for them hypothetically mm-hmm. right where it's just like Emma was kind of holding over his head that's where they got the whole Mexico trip but they're bugging because I would have absolutely took
1: the Mexico trip first and mm-hmm. then said something hey girl you could have gone to Mexico and then snitched you're so dumb
0: and he got a ticket for Manny too like <laughs>
1: girl you and your girl were going to Mexico and you had to ruin it and the baby wasn't gonna be there They were, y'all were gonna leave baby Jack Girl, they don't know. They don't know. (laughs) You just over here, coughing and dying. You ready for plot two or no? Yeah. Plot A. Yes, because hopefully
0: there's some more, uh, there's way more content or substance to
1: this one. And now a word from our sponsors. I just want to say that when I was dying on Wednesday, first, I sent an email to my bosses at five o'clock in the morning. And I was like, I'm not coming into the building today, the 31st of August. My boss wrote me back and she was like, so are you not here today, the 30th of August or tomorrow, the 31st of August? And then I texted my coworkers and I was like, I can't believe I got sick by the third day of school. And then I came back in and I realized we've been to school for one and a half weeks. It's the eighth (laughs) day of school. Still has to be some sort of record though <laughs> and my coworker was like Yeah I read that your text And I was very confused And I said maybe she met the third day of this week I said no, no ma'am I was very <laughs> tired, I was very sick And I completely forgot that we'd been in school Already for a week That's crazy, it's the fact that you blocked it out Yes Also it was definitely my child's fault Now I'm not trying to call her patient zero But I'm thinking she was patient zero and just really actually this didn't come from school it came from her i don't know what she picked up at the aquarium from the little fish that's what Uh. she gets to looking at captivated animals that was animal abuse (laughs) (laughs) that's crazy (laughs) anyway we're on the plot a the degrassi carnival is in town and spinner is currently volunteering the dunk take with friendship club jimmy is eager to jump at the opportunity to have spinner dunked jimmy proceeds to throw Upwards of four balls to have Spinner dunked in the freezing tank. He enjoys every vengeful minute of it, so of course, I have a question. Do you feel like Jimmy was owed this opportunity?
0: Um, I absolutely made note that, like, this is the least he could do. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> that, that's what I said. I said, I know Jimmy lost the ability to walk for the rest of his life a whole year ago. Um, I absolutely do. But in the least, let that man give Spinner some hypothermia. I don't think that... Right.
0: there. I don't think he's wrong there. And it's literally like, they were trying to make it seem like he was doing so much to him. Like, they were being very dramatic about it. And, like, I'm sure, yes, it was probably cold, but I think he would have been okay because Jimmy can't
1: walk, so. oh. Jimmy tries to keep it going, but Linus Lionel, whatever the fuck, tells Jimmy right. that Spinner needs a break, and Marco steps up to tell Jimmy to let this one go, and Spinner thanks Marco. Spinner is later seen trying to offer a Jesus pamphlet to Degrassi students, and <laughs> Paige quips, Could I interest you in this interesting pamphlet of Jesus? Um, Spinner, may I suggest methadone to uh, kick the Christian habit? <laughs> it's, not- <laughs> it's not a habit page it's for life and beyond Mm. conversely to spinner passing around jesus flyers not really but like in their mind marco is passing out flyers for safe sex ellie jimmy and page start talking trash about spinner being brainwashed (laughs) their words not mine and Marco defends the religion and she's like I am Catholic in spite of their view on gay people love the multiple views of Christianity and whatever Um, but Friendship Club is gassing Spinner up for his participation in saving the starving children (laughs) they raise $860 toward the efforts which earns him a whole kiss from Darcy feeling confident (laughs) as always Spinner takes this opportunity to approach Marco who is listening to music he's all by himself He's like, Marco, where's your posse at? And Marco tells him, Jimmy and Ellie are doing an art thing. Paige and Alex have become palix, and Craig has gone off to Vancouver. (laughs) This leaves Marco alone and vulnerable. He seizes the opportunity to humbly invite Marco to hang out. And Marco, why is Siri listening to me? Girl. Siri, did you hear that? Anyway. Anyway, so, he invites Marco to hang out, and Marco hesitates, but he does accept. Marco and Spinner go to see Clown Academy 2, which apparently includes both sexy clowns and diarrhea. Spinner takes a moment to go in on Marco's outfit, and I'm not gonna lie, I had to side with Spinner on this assessment of Marco's attire. (laughs) marco takes this moment to ask spinner about how he ended up in friendship club and spinner explains that friendship club accepted him when nobody else would and marco realizes how difficult it must have been for spinner but tell me why spinner tells marco that it's water over the bridge
0: i truly thought that was going to be a um oh my god what am i i can't think today i thought it was going to be one of your questions today one of the trivia questions for (laughs) Spinner.
1: i should have sorry to disappoint (laughs) Linus initiates Friendship Club for a tirade on Marco's safe sex initiative And they begin spewing nonsense about how promoting safe sex Is just telling children to have sex And Spinner starts off on the right side And he's like, there's freedom of speech But unfortunately Spinner is vulnerable and subject to more brain cleansing Linus says that Marco is free to talk about safe sex And therefore Friendship Club is free to stop him Darcy says that she did not agree to this and this isn't the Christianity that she follows. She and Linus are two very opposing representatives of Christianity right now in this light. And although they all voted and Spinner and Darcy lost. Spinner is nominated somehow. Somehow in being like, we all voted and you lost. And because you lost, you have to talk to Marco about your Satan program. The fuck? How am I, why am I in it? Literally, why am I in it? And
0: at this point, they're really using Spinner as a pawn. So, like, as quickly as everyone is to judge Spinner for being in Friendship Club, like, at first it was like, no, like, they really are just accepting of him and, like, letting him be and yada, yada, yada. But then the minute this episode rolls up, it's like y'all are being mad manipulative and using Spinner, who literally just was able to build a relationship with this person two days ago. Who was really not a part of anyone that wanted to be a part of what Spinner had going on. And you're just going to throw him under the bus because of a view you have. And Spinner doesn't even know what he's talking about. He's just repeating everything that you're going to say to
1: him. Like my boy just wants friends. Right. He just wants friends. Where are we? All right. So Spinner has zero critical thinking skills because (sighs) why does he actually try to talk to Marco?
0: with about no research, seminar. right? Just literally going up.
1: He is met with irritation from Marco and Spinner calls it immoral. And Marco asks Spinner, who the hell does he think he is calling <laughs> anything immoral? And well, it's in the Bible. So it must be true. As if Spinner knows more about the Bible than Marco, who has been practicing Catholicism since the get go. Like he's been gone to church. Yeah,
0: this, this is, is a not part new. of his thing.
1: Mm hmm. Um, Spinner starts talking about how it's a sin and it's wrong, and Marco tells Spinner that Jimmy was right about him and he should not have given Spinner a second chance. Then they try to talk to Miss H about how the program is wrong, and Miss H says, I'm not about to play with these teens considering y'all had gonorrhea floating around through the halls <laughs> just a year ago, and Miss H says, I'm not canceling shit, and Spinner tells her that he thought she was a good Christian, and I screamed. That's nutty. How do you
0: actually say that to your principal? <laughs> or to anyone but like your principal is nutty
1: I can't wait to tell that to my principal I thought you were a good Christian
0: as like your argument to stop them or to make them stop something she didn't even want you here
1: I'm gonna say that the next time I ask for something in the budget and he tells me ain't no money I'm gonna be like I thought you was a good Christian that's Hmm. hilarious All right, so she says bitch you better not make me regret letting your ass back into school (laughs) too late Linus and Spinner start talking about how they're going, being regarded as bad guys because they're not allowed to promote their club views at, to the school. These poor good Christians. <laughs> Linus says they're going to take the school back and make it safe for normal people. It's giving make Degrassi great again. <laughs> Darcy calls Spinner out for his participation in this anti-safer sex seminar and Spinner tells Darcy that he doesn't want he doesn't answer to Miss H. I answer to someone a lot higher.
0: This is nutty. Also, this is the point where I need to say that no one calls him out for already having had sex. Like, <laughs> no one is literally in his face like, you've already done it, which is wild to me. For some, Because, like, sure, maybe you're saved or whatever. I don't know how that works. But reality is reality. And Spinner was a very different person a year ago. And he also was just trying to have sex with Darcy, like, two episodes ago because of Jay. So
1: right and he does uh, in a couple episodes he goes to cleanse himself it's a whole thing so by this point in time he has not quote-unquote cleansed himself which i just want to say that you're not dirty for having sex so the term cleansing like okay but anyway um, yeah so yeah no one calls him out for it and they absolutely should i just Have you seen those recaps on TikToks of the guy who recaps the episode or he goes through the episodes of Seventh Heaven and how ridiculous they are? Yes. Wow. I just imagine him recapping this one and the line where Spinner says, I I answer to someone a lot higher than you. And I just imagine his face if he were to be recapping this episode. (laughs) Because how can you not? Right. All right. Darcy calls Spinner out for following Linus without actually considering his personal views on the matter and Spinner eventually tells Darcy you better fuck off Spinner shows up to the protest with Linus and everybody goes in on them rightfully so Marco tries to defuse the situation by asking that they just leave us alone you don't have to go home but you can go you can go to (laughs) church but you can get the hell out of here Linus suggests that Marco goes to church himself. And then Marco whips out his Jesus cross and he says, I do go to church. And Linus is like, they shouldn't allow you in due to your sexual deviancy. Who is this bigoted freak? It is giving Hamilton, bright young man, yo, who the F is this? As someone who has watched Hamilton a billion and one times. I heard that line and I was like, this sounds, mm." anyway, same energy. Absolutely. In this moment, Spinner looks at Linus and he's like, hold on, buddy. I I went through this in season two and I am evolved beyond this homophobic thinking. But Linus is like, nah, I'm still there, bitch. So he tells Marco, I'd rather be, be a freak than gay. He uses another term, homo. He's not talking about the milk. And Marco tells him, you can go to hell. And Linus is like, see you there, buddy. Except he doesn't call him buddy. He calls him the F words. But that definitely takes it too far. Marco says, I was bullied season two, season three. I'm not doing it no more. And that was not his booty cheeks clapping. He was punching him.
0: (laughs) He really smacked him.
1: (laughs) Rightfully so. He said, y'all not about to get away with shaming me. So he turns around. He punches that little bitch in the nose. Spinner and Tim pull Marco off of Linus, and Spinner tells Linus he needs to get to step in. I know that this is a very serious scene, but Marco is uh, wearing a t-shirt with an outline of Africa on it, and I just wanted to know why. That is so random. Um, anyway, Darcy forgives Spinner for his tomfoolery at the dot later that day, and she encourages that Spinner goes to apologize to Marco. Spinner says he's not homophobic, and he only wanted to be Marco's friend again. He admits that he screwed up and he's very sorry. Marco finds Spinner later and he empathizes with Spinner. And he's like, you must just feel very lost. And he extends a supportive shoulder pat of friendship and the episode ends.
0: Wow. What a great way to reconcile. I feel like I realized that. Marco's like soft spots for Spinner definitely stems from like Marco's fears of being like outcasted for being gay and like probably before coming out to his parents and everyone like he's probably just really scared that he would have ended up in Spinner's shoes so I feel like that's where his like openness to Spinner comes because he already mentions like wow that must have been really hard and now he's like oh like you've just must have been lost because you have no one not that Spinner didn't deserve people to stop talking to him but I think that's why. And Marco also practicing maybe his faith and religion. is was like, you actually shouldn't just be isolated because, I don't know, maybe he's forgave him, I guess.
1: I agree. I agree. It was a good end. I feel like Marco is often very just forgiving and open. He's really the nice one of the group. Mm-hmm. Um, And I'm not saying he's really a pushover, but he's definitely open to Empathizing with people who really don't deserve That emotional em- energy But he's he's there to give it anyway Which I think was helpful for Spinner
0: Yeah for sure
1: Um, My episode Moral In the Hamilton energy <clears throat> <clears throat> If you stand for nothing Burr what will you fall for And we see that Spinner didn't stand for shit And he fell for everything mm-hmm. So think critically so you don't end up following Linus into, I don't know, hell.
0: Right. And he did it, like, again, he did not know him outside of Friendship Club. And he Linus was being very manipulative and probably wouldn't have given Spinner so much energy if he didn't, like, know Marco. Or if he wasn't someone new that wouldn't question his, like, uh, authority or whatever. Because if you think back to, like, who Spinner used to be, would he ever listen to anything a Linus would say? Absolutely not. Like, he would not be easily swayed by him. He would actually have beat, beaten him up just like Marco did.
1: <laughs> Linus ain't shit. I don't like that little bitch.
0: He's terrible. He's actually the this most annoying. Last,
1: I wonder if it's his last episode. When do we see him again? His final appearance was in this episode. Oh, that's funny. He got smacked bitch. up. Do you want to know who he's played with or played by? Yes,
0: I should have looked up where Let's he's at now. Let's see.
1: He was with Kim. His date of birth. Okay. Not. I hate how they be putting nicknames on it. What's his nickname? Bigoted Freak. <laughs> <laughs> like, no.
0: They just determined that
1: today. He was in Kim's Convenience something called Sugar Daddy, Rabbit Hole. He was born November 7th in 1989. He's a Canadian actor known for his roles in Rabbit Hole, Kim's Convenience, and Degrassi. His first acting job was in a television sh- series, RenegadePress.com. Pr- he lives in Toronto, and he's a graduate of the National Theatre School of Canada. He's performed in solo and group theatre shows, and he was a member of the NAC English Theatre Ensemble, and that is all the information you will learn about Ishan Dabe. His name is I-S-H-A-N-D-A-B-E. But there's a little apostrophe over the E. So I assume that's not Dave and it's Dave. <laughs> but I could be wrong. Maybe I can't read. But what do I know? hmm You got any more questions, comments, concerns?
0: um nope i think that's all i have for today friends
1: okay awesome oh wow like totally freaked me out i mean right on <laughs> the Toro, sure are number one showing my ace because clearly everyone has not watched what was that the og bring it on bring it on but the og one because there are like 10 of those bitches especially the one with hayden Panettiere and her crumping
0: oh i'm actually screaming is that the one that had solange in it
1: Maybe. Do you remember that video they had of Hayden Panettiere and her little... I like... do.
0: I've definitely seen that <laughs> shit circulate, either on Twitter or TikTok.
1: Well, the TikTok ones, I love it when they have the girl who, like, imitates the dance. Oh, yes. They kill me. <laughs> Alright. I'm sorry, guys. This is already <laughs> late. So, Emma's life is in complete chaos as she feels she's losing all control. She's She soon finds her solution when she and Manny go on a strict diet regime. I would definitely read that as regime, anyway, which includes cutting off junk food, exercising, and trigger warning, purging. Meanwhile, tired of living with Joey, Snake makes an attempt to reconcile with Spike, not because he loves Spike, but because he's sick of living with Joey. You know, we're going to talk about it. That wraps this week's episode of Below the Dot podcast. If you enjoyed your listen, please tell a friend to tell a friend. To hold you over between episodes, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok under some derivative of the username Below the Dot. Feel free to reach out with any questions, comments, or concerns on either of our social media accounts or email us at whateverittakes385 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back this time next week, whatever it takes.